Hey flower lovers, Alexa here with the Flowers on Fire podcast, where I talk about life as a florist and other passionate things. Welcome to another episode of the Flowers on Fire podcast. I am so excited to share this topic with you guys today. Um, But first, since I shared the PNES episode, the psychogenic non-epileptic seizure episode, I wanted to follow up on what happens or what you should do when somebody's having a seizure. I feel like I didn't know until I was experiencing them. Um, I didn't even know, I mean, I still don't know to this day what I even look like when I'm going through it. Cause I do lose consciousness. Um, but talking to, you know, family and friends who have witnessed, it's this thing that I just want to bring up and talk to you quickly about before we dive into today's topic. Um, so when people have a seizure, there's kind of different tiers of what that looks like. So zoning out could be something that somebody experiences where their eyes could still be open and it seems like they're here, but they're not. They're like on another planet and they zone out and their breathing could just get really shallow. Um, There could be light twitching with them as well. Um, And then they will kind of like gain consciousness and kind of come back into the world, but they might not know what happened to them, uh, their own name. They're going to be really confused, almost like somebody who had just experienced a concussion or something. So just be really gentle with this person. Just be really kind. Um, you know, just reassure them that they're safe and stay with them. Don't leave them. Uh, stay around, talk to them. You know, they'll slowly get it back. Ask them questions. Ask them what their name is. Ask them what the day is, day of the week. Um, ask them where they are. You know, just kind of be there. And eventually they'll come back. They could also um, need help with like a migraine or a headache. They could uh, just be feeling queasy. So just be a good friend, be a good person, and just take care of them, okay? And then the other kind of tier is those more grand mal situations where like somebody could feel it coming on or it could just hit them. They could just be mid-conversation and they drop to the ground. Or like me, they could get some warning signs, some blurred vision, a metallic taste in their mouth. They know it's happening. They probably want to run away. That's what I do. I want to just like pace and walk around and try to walk it off. That's always my go-to when I should be laying on the ground. I've actually like really fucked up my shoulder once from falling and I had to go to physical therapy and stuff to get it put back together again. It was like a three month injury because I wouldn't sit down and I had FaceTimed my husband, Justin, and he's like, Alexa, lay down, lay down. Hey, can you hear me? Lay down. You know, he's coaching me through this and I'm very stubborn. I'm a Taurus. And so I just like, no, it's going to be fine. I'm going to walk this off. That's always worked for me in the past. Not, it's never worked for me. So if somebody knows one's coming on, please like guide them to sit down, lay down so that they don't further injure themselves. 
Back in the day, they would say to put a wooden spoon in someone's mouth. Do not do that. The person's going to bite their tongue, and that's just the way that it is. Um, don't force anything onto this person. You know, try and get them to lay down as you can. Um, I mean, if Justin had been there that day and he had tackled me or something like, oh my gosh, lay down, get on the ground, you know, I probably would have appreciated it later um, with the shoulder injury. But just guide with your own intuition. Try and get the person to lay down and then let them have the episode. Um, you can put your hands on the ground under their head if their head's coming off and on the ground. You can totally try and be a cushion for their head slamming on the ground. That would be really, really kind of you. Um, but don't like force their body to not shake. Let the body shake. Let it go through the motions. Um, if the person stops breathing, that's a good time to call 911. Very good time. Um, but monitor, you know, the severity of it, how bad they're shaking. If it's just kind of like twitching versus violently, you know, almost like throwing a tantrum or something, um, you know, make, make notes of it all because it'll be good for that person to go back in time and, and, you know, okay, what was the severity of this one and how long it lasts. Um, that's really important too, of kind of logging that for that person. Like, oh my God, this one was a really long one or, okay, this wasn't so bad. Like for me, I have a notes in my phone with every single episode I've ever had and the details of it so that I can try and get down to the bottom of things. So that can just be a really kind thing as well. Um, then with this person too, they're probably going to have a headache, feel nauseous, um, not know where they are, not know who they are. Um, so just spend time with them, make sure they're okay. They'll come to eventually and just help them, uh, with whatever they need next. Um, so yeah, just a little bit of, of seizure talk in the beginning of this episode. Thank you for holding space for me for that. Um, but today's topic is something I'm really, really excited about. It's something that I've been learning a lot about in the last couple years. It is a topic that I think everybody should be taught growing up, should be taught in grade school, should just have a great understanding of. There's so much learning in this subject, in this topic, that um, I am no professional. This is just life experience mixed in with my opinions and what I've learned from other professionals out into the world. So it's kind of this like hodgepodge of um, this is what I know and this is what I try to implement and understand about myself. So I wanted to share this with you guys because I feel like it's so important as a business owner, but also as a human being, uh, we humans are so complicated. And the more we can understand ourselves and have deep self-trust with ourselves, the better business owners, uh, the better spouse, the better friend, the better community member we can be. Um, as much as we are all connected, right? It does start with us. Um, how we change the world starts with us. And this is a really great way to make the world a better place is by working on yourself. Uh, life hits us with things all of the time, right? We get hurt by things. We get stressed by things. We get angry at things. Life is always moving. And sometimes it can feel like a roller coaster ride that you want to get off on. It seems like a lot sometimes, right? We get blindsided. 
Um, but we also get the opportunity to overcome our problems and the chances to feel big emotions and the chances to heal and reflect and nurture and love. Um, with that too, we can also have the chance to be hard and dismissive and ignore and hate. Uh, perspective is a beautiful tool that we can use to deepen and strengthen our relationship with ourself. Awareness and our view on how we are in this world, how we are doing in this world, how we interact with others, how we interact with ourselves, how we interact with our to-do lists and dreams and goals and education, they all impact our quality of life. Yeah, quality. Um, think of a quality relationship you have with someone. Do you have someone you can always depend on? Do you have someone who always gives you grief? Do you have someone who makes life easier for you or someone who makes life harder for you? Um, relationships can really impact our actions, our beliefs, and how we feel day to day. Um, even someone who's childish and manipulating or aggressive, you know, how does that impact your day, your year, your life, um, probably very negatively. Um, then the opposite of that, what if you have somebody who's supportive and nurturing and gentle, how beautiful that can be to your day-to-day -day life. Um, this is our relationship with ourself too. It can be something that helps us or makes us struggle more. Um, just as people have this influence on us by their behaviors, our own behavior towards ourselves is going to be the strongest one. Um, and the most important one is what I found. Um, because we can give ourselves everything that we're looking for. We have the power to do that. I believe we're magical beings. We just have to tap into it and believe it. Uh, we can give ourselves the safety we crave the peace we seek, the love we need. We can be everything we're looking for right here in our own body, in our own embodiment. Um, Self-trust goes away when you practice self-abandonment or speak ill of yourself or are harsh on yourself or hard on yourself. You have hatred towards yourself. Um, never having compassion on yourself or having acceptance for mistakes or grace with yourself. Uh, decisions can be really, really hard. If you go against who you are or your beliefs, when you feel misaligned or making decisions because of everybody else's opinions, um, you know, it, it can really influence who we are. Um, and thinking of outward relationships, right, with your loved ones, family members, coworkers, neighbors, community, um, think of a relationship that has taken time to develop. All relationships do. They take time. They take um, experience and, and time to nurture and get roots and, you know, to build that self-trust with other people. Like, do you have somebody that you can just depend on all the time? They're so dependent. They'll take your phone call when you need them. They are on time to come over when they say they are going to come over. You know, they're a person of their word, how important that is. Um, well, we're going to kind of apply that to ourselves in this budding relationship, this new relationship with ourselves, building this relationship with ourselves. It's going to take time and it's going to take practice and it can be a really, really strong bond. It's going to take work, um, but it's, it's so beautiful once, you know, the roots are taking root and they're getting really strong. 
Um, think of it as like this little sprout, right? And it's just going to take time and experience, uh, a little bit of wind, a little turbulence here and there to strengthen it up. Um, I have listed here just like a bunch of prompts that I want to go over to kind of bring in this space of wonderment and curiosity. I am not trying to bring in any energy of, oh my gosh, I don't do any of these things on her list. I'm a piece of shit. I am lazy. My relationship with myself is garbage. No, we're not doing that. We are not inviting that in today. Um, My list is so that you can get curious and come with like this neutral kind of curiosity. We're not being hard on ourselves here. This is a space for learning and growing. Um, So I just invite you to kind of like sit on these things, see how they make you feel. Uh, Your intuition is always speaking to you. And if you listen, it will speak to you loud and clear. Uh, Journal about them, re-listen to this episode as many times as you need. you are already badass motherfucker for being here. So just know that uh, you should be applauding yourself for just showing up. That's amazing. And I hope you guys get a lot out of this. So the first point on my list is asking how do you speak to yourself? As a woman who used to have an eating disorder in high school, I can tell you that I spoke to myself at that time really, really, really terribly. So much hatred, so much perfectionism, so much you're not good enough, you're not thin enough, you're not ever this, 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 like never good enough. Um, I hated myself. I hated myself so bad and could never look at the good in myself, like my good qualities, because it was all so clouded by my negative self-talk all day. And it was constant. It was exhausting, honestly. Um, But yeah, how are you showing up on yourself or showing up for yourself? Are you giving yourself like grace when you're figuring something new out? Are you pep talking yourself like, okay, I've got this problem. You got this, Alexa. You can totally figure this out. Or are you like, oh my gosh, I'm not capable. This is too hard. There's no way that I can like be aware Awareness is the first step in anything. And being aware of how you're speaking to yourself is such a beautiful thing. I dabbled in this practice um, for the first little bit, probably four years ago. And it has evolved so much. Now how I speak to myself is so gentle and nurturing. And I'm my number one fan. And it is such a beautiful thing that has progressed. Um, But I had to get really, really curious and I had to catch myself with my negative self-talk and I had to replace it with other things and unpack things. So, oh my gosh, this design looked like shit. You should have done so much better. You can do better. And said like, you know what? I'm not feeling in the groove right now. I'm going to go take a little walk outside for five minutes, take some deep breaths and come back to this because I know that I can do better. See the difference in that? And it feels so good. Um, A big practice that helped me was talking to myself like I would a really good friend or somebody I respected. Like you would not dog on your friend who's having a hard design day that they're a piece of shit and their designs look terrible. You just wouldn't do that. You would have a supportive attitude to them and understand and have some grace with them that they're having an off day. 
And you would probably invite them to go outside and take a little walk or, you know, do some stretches or something or get their mind off of the design for five minutes because they've been staring at it too long. You see the difference there? How we speak to ourselves is huge. And uh, I hope that you are speaking to yourself in a loving way. Um, The second point is if you spend alone time with yourself, this is huge. Think of a relationship that you're willing to like drive somewhere and meet up with them and spend time with them in your busy schedule because you love and adore them. You should be scheduling time to spend with yourself as well on that level just as much because you connecting with yourself is huge. And not connecting with yourself, busying yourself with some hobby. Um, Not that hobbies are bad. Hobbies are really, really awesome. But like silence and sitting alone with yourself, having conversation with yourself, checking in with yourself, Um, even if it's just for like 10 minutes, like you get home from work and instead of turning the TV on or going straight to play a video game or to call your mom or whatever activity, what if you just sat down for 10 minutes, closed your eyes, took some deep breaths and check in with yourself? Like, how different do you think the rest of your evening would go if you just checked in? Like, oh, I am feeling something. I am feeling so much stress from today. Why? Let's tap into it. This old memory is coming up. Why? Let's explore it. You know, it's it's this way to get to know yourself better. And scheduling time for yourself like this and showing up to it no matter how busy you get, showing up for that friend lunch date, no matter how busy your day is, it's the same thing. And that's going to build a really strong bond with yourself. Um, In this time too, I love checking in with my emotions. Do we give ourselves enough presence to feel and honor our emotions? Do we give ourselves enough time to feel them? I love children for this reason. They're a great reminder. Like when I'm walking through the store and a child is just, man, they're wailing. They're feeling so much feeling. They're so sad or angry or tired, whatever it is. And I just think to myself, like, get it. Yes, get it. Like, feel that feeling, man. You know, it's like, get it out. Feel it. I honor it. Uh, It's such a good reminder for myself when I'm feeling things to feel them, to feel them fully and accept and that it's okay because I am a human being and I feel a lot of things. Um, Another practice that is kind of cool is when's the last time you stared at yourself in the mirror? Not like checked out your outfit to make sure it looked okay before you left the house, but like stared into your eyes in the mirror at your soul. It's a really cool practice. It's a cool practice to just like deepen that bond with yourself. And it could bring up some emotion. I've done it and it has. But that is like giving yourself the time to just like be with yourself and see yourself. It's pretty magical. Not going to lie. Um, going back kind of to um, our how we speak to ourselves, our talk with ourselves. Do you praise yourself or compliment yourself? I think of a dog here. I think of animals where, you know, a dog could just be being a dog and you're like, 
oh, who's a good boy? Yes, you're a good boy. Oh, you deserve a treat. Yeah, you're so good. You know what I mean? Like, and they're so good for going potty outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, are we, are we praising ourselves? I mean, we don't have to go to that extreme, but you know, like when we get our to-do list done, when we eat a nourishing meal, when we take time to go to the gym, when we get enough sleep, when we get eight hours of sleep, do we applaud ourselves on the back? Like, good job, Alexa. Thank you for like giving my body eight hours of sleep and drinking enough water today. Like, thank you for taking care of me. Thank you for processing these feelings and journaling them out and figuring out and unpacking this thing that we've been carrying. Thank you for showing up today. Like, are we practicing these things? That's going to build a really strong relationship with ourselves. Do we also let ourselves follow our dreams? Do we allow ourselves to take risks? And how do we hold ourselves through those things? Are we hard on ourselves because it didn't work out the way we thought it was supposed to? Are we negative with ourselves the whole way through, telling ourselves we're not good enough? Why are you trying something new? This is stupid. This is a waste of time. Or are we honoring ourselves for taking the risk? and problem solving, and messing up, and trying a new recipe, or to play a musical instrument, or to learn a new skill? Are we honoring ourselves and applauding ourselves? Uh, And that kind of goes into the question, do we ever reward ourselves? there was this podcast I think I listened to with this example and it it plays in my mind a lot where let's say you have a goal to make your bed every day and you've been like really bad about making your bed. So this is like a big deal. You're going to make your bed every day. Um, And let's say that you have the reward at the end of the week. If you make your bed every day during the week, Saturday, you're going to go to Starbucks and you're going to splurge on a $10 coffee and fancy stuff and the whipped cream and caramel and all, and you're going to enjoy it. And that's your reward. Well, you better drive in your car and take yourself to Starbucks at the end of the week. Honestly, like it feels like such a silly little thing, but those silly little things add up over time and really build a strong bond Like, let's say that you told a child or a friend, hey, if you make your bed every day this week, I'll take you to Starbucks. Saturday rolls around, and you're not a woman or a man of your word. Like, that's not going to build trust. That's going to break it. So, yeah, show up for yourself. Reward yourself with those little things. Um, Self-sabotage is a huge thing with this. I feel like we've all participated in self-sabotaging behaviors, Um, It could be with food, social media use, gaming, binging the TV, staying up too late, drinking too much, um, reclusing yourself from loved ones, you know, just getting in this like headspace, right? This kind of mindset of this behavior, this pattern and the awareness, right? This all starts with awareness, the awareness of those behaviors and what you are doing to mitigate them and get rid of them because they're not helping you anymore. Let's say fried food hurts your stomach. Well, do you have the willpower and the self-love to not eat funnel cake when the fair comes around? I would hope so because it's going to be the same thing every time and this behavior and, you know, how can we love ourselves better? 
Um, how can we have a better self-care routine? How can we spend a little extra time to give our feet a massage at the end of a really long day or sleep in an extra hour by going to bed an hour earlier or booking that massage because we deserve it? Uh, Are we relying on ourselves to make our own decisions? This one's huge. I'm a part of a few different Facebook groups like we all are. And one of them is like a, a women's group for support. Um, there's this woman that I follow on Instagram and it's like a self-image thing. She does like all of the social media poses and then she'll like relax her body. And she's like, this is a real human body because there's so many like apps even that will change your whole face and body. And she goes into that and it's, I, I've really learned to appreciate her and what she's doing to the world. So I'm in her Facebook group and it's a supportive group. People are there to lean on each other, to get advice from each other, etc. But a thing that I see, a theme that I see, so many people are on that group asking for relationship advice. Should I break up with my boyfriend? Should I never talk to my mom again? Should I this, that, this, that? And it's like, oh, this person is asking strangers for advice. Yes, connection. I do hold space for that and things, but the ultimate decision of if you should continue a relationship with a partner shouldn't rely on strangers on the internet. should rely with yourself. You should have enough self-trust and relationship with yourself that you should feel good about making those kinds of decisions. Um, Have you guys ever heard of a suede test or a pinch test? You can literally ask your body questions and it will respond. I know. If you've never heard of this, it's like wild, right? It's witchcraft. Just kidding. (laughs) It's really powerful stuff. Um, A sway test is like you stand up, neutral stance. You ask your body a question and it will sway one way or the other, forward or back, and give you a yes or no answer. Uh, the, The key with this is that you have to ask it a control question. First, because forward doesn't always mean yes and backward doesn't always mean no. Um, So that can change up. But if you ask a simple question like, did I brush my teeth this morning? You sway backwards. That is your yes if you did brush your teeth. So then you can ask your next question. Our intuition is also a huge, huge help in our lives. Um, That's that gut feeling, right? Our gut is our second brain. And asking our bodies, asking ourselves, doing the sway, doing the pinch, journaling, meditating, like the answers are within us. We just need to give the space and time for ourselves to be aware of it. And over time, strengthening that, you know, oh yeah, this doesn't feel good. I'm going to get out of this relationship. Oh yeah, not talking to my mom doesn't feel good. I'm going to talk to her. And showing up and not second guessing is going to really, really strengthen our relationship with ourselves. Um, With that as well, do we trust ourselves to know when is the right time to ask others for guidance? You know, this kind of falls into, oh, I actually don't have the tools that I need. Like for me, it was a year of therapy. That was huge self-trust for myself. 
where it was like, I'm going to invite this expert into my life. We're going to unpack all of this shit that is mine and I'm going to learn and grow from it because I want a better life for myself. And it was a beautiful journey. And it was that trust that like, I knew I needed to go through that. I knew that I needed to put myself in a vulnerable space to like get over the mountain to climb it. Um, how well do you stand up for yourself or speak up for yourself? How well do you protect yourself? This one's huge. I feel like I am now rediscovering my voice. (laughs) Um, when I was little, I was very, very vocal, very passionate, loud, singing, dancing, twirling, dress up, all the things, or I'd be naked, you know, and it's like, I was very dramatic. I get in trouble and I start bawling, you know, that I was that kid. Um, but younger Alexa would definitely like not put up with anything. And she, you know, would give an attitude back most likely. And she protected herself. I have a lot to learn from five-year-old Alexa. Um, she was a strong little nugget. And how do we show up with our boundaries too, our boundaries with others outside influences? Um, how do we set boundaries with humans in our life, but also with ourselves and outside influences like social media or culture? I know this is all very a lot, um, but you know awareness is the first step. That's the first key to this. Like, what are we allowing into our life? If we are struggling with self-image, are we following all these models with quote-unquote perfect bodies on Instagram, or are we show like being showed and following? quote-unquote normal bodies, bodies that jiggle, bodies with movement, bodies with cellulite. You know the difference? What are we surrounding ourselves with visually? Who are we surrounding ourselves with? Are we allowing for friends and family to nitpick us and tell us what to do? Or do we have strong boundaries where we will physically walk away from a conversation because it does not align with our values? People are complaining about how expensive life is these days and how hard life is and how, no, that's not the energy I want to be around. I want to be around people who um, have an abundance, who see life as nothing but flourishing and that we are magical beings and we can get everything that we want and that we'll work hard and, you know, invite this other type of energy. Like we're not being the victim that's not, that is not a card that I'm playing these days. Um, I want the self-empowerment cards. And are we reminding ourselves of all of the beautiful things that we are doing? So that's kind of my last little point here. Um, are we appreciating ourselves? Are we appreciating the journey? Are we looking for things to be negative about? Or are we looking for things to be grateful and positive about? Gratitude is a huge thing in any self-development journey and life. It's a huge thing in life. I um, used to write little notes to myself on my bathroom mirror that I loved myself. 
saying that I love myself now is really easy, but it was not easy at some point in time. Like high school, Alexa hated herself. She fucking hated herself so bad. And I've really had to come to terms with that Alexa, that version of myself. There's other past versions of myself that I've absolutely been disgusted with and hated. But now I embrace her. She's me. She's part of me. I embrace those Alexas. I understand them. I have grace with them. I parent them. I nurture them. I console them. I've counseled them. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever done visualization, but it is a very powerful tool, and especially with inner child work. So I worked with an energy healer um, a few years ago now, but this pops in my mind a lot because it was so powerful and impactful, where I envisioned myself now with a version of Alexa I did not like in the past with future Alexa, and we were in a room together. And we were like talking with each other and we like group talking to each other. It was amazing. Are we holding space for every version of ourself as we learn and grow and get better? Do we have the space to be patient with ourselves and understand that we're going to make mistakes and that we are going to learn to learn from them because that is our behavior and pattern? Are we going to trust ourselves that we can get through anything that comes into our life? Um, another practice that I do is I wear a little watch on my wrist and I have alarms set throughout the day and it will just buzz. I was going to do alarms on my phone, but I felt like that was too, too much, too annoying. <laughs> um, and I will list five things I'm grateful for in my head when it goes off. Just a little buzz. You could do it to like five things that you love about yourself. If love is too strong for you right now, I hope that changes as you practice. But if love is too strong, then five things you honor about yourself or respect about yourself or like about yourself. You know, you like that you're dependable. You like that you're creative. You like that you have this body that can see and smell flowers, and taste delicious food. You can start small. You can start small with all of these practices. Um, I know I dabbled in a lot of things. I try to be quick. I want these podcast episodes to be an easy listen. Um, So I think I'm going to wrap up there. I feel like I could talk about this topic for hours and years. Um, But this journey is so important how we speak to ourselves, um, how much trust we have with ourselves. So important for everything. It is the foundation for being successful at life because we are always with ourselves, and we always have ourselves. And it can be a beautiful, beautiful relationship, the most beautiful relationship we've ever had. Um, If you all have any questions or suggestions or pieces of advice on this topic, please DM me on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Uh, the handle is lily.and.iris. Uh, you can email me as well. My phone number is around to my work line. It's a textable number. So I am available to connect, and I love connecting with you all. Okay, um, I'm going to wrap this up and hope you guys do a little something-something 
to build trust with yourself. It's a beautiful practice and you are beautiful. Okay. Bye.